Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman Sisters. This week we watched the 2000 Ridley Scott film, mm-hmm. Gladiator. Yes. Starring Russell Crowe. Was this his first, like, splash? Uh, that's a great Major question. splashy role. Um, a I film think about that. that I think is for the boys. I disagree. But we'll discuss that more vigorously later. Yes. Um, Before we talk about this film, as is our custom, Mm -hmm. bitch, let's sync up. Please. What have you been up to? Thank you for asking. Um, What have I been up to? Wow. You know what I made time for this weekend? What? Watching um, Men in Black 1 through 3. Oh, that's right. You did do that. Every night this weekend, because it was a long one. I just am shocked that there are that many of them. Yes. And... A just girl's guide. You have to watch one because it's like super cute. Right. Backstory, blah, it's, blah, blah. Yeah. And like if you watched it as a kid, it's like oof, I never the did. best kind of nostalgia. I don't think I've ever seen it. Craig and I both were like, I remember leaving that theater and being like, well, that's the best movie I've ever seen. It's like perfect for kids. There's no way you saw Men in Black in theaters. I definitely did. Because I was 10 or 11 mm-hmm. when it came out. So you would have been. Three or five. Three or four. It came... No. No, sorry. Four. Men in Black came in, out in 97. I was six. Right, I was 11. Okay, but see... We I didn't rem- have the movie theater. No, we did. I remember... Maybe it was Independence Day then that I remember Mom and Dad and Jane and Lloyd going to see together, and we yeah. all were at home with a sitter. Yeah, but we saw Men in Black because it was I like for kids. I think I saw Men in Black. Well, I don't know what to tell maybe you, Maybe I did and just forgot about it. Who I knows? know. I remember seeing it, too, in theaters, too. Okay. And yeah. the jokes in two were, like, so, like, low-hanging fruit for a 10-year-old. Mm. Like a who let the dogs out oh, kind God. of one. You, you can skip two because they essentially recycled the plot of one. Okay, fair. And changed some details. Um, three... Really very fun. Really? A very fun movie that Same I think cast. holds up. Yes, but with the introduction of Josh Brolin as, like, young Detective K, which is okay. Tommy Lee Jones. That's fun. It's a, it's a time-traveling one. Yeah. And that, Michael Stuhlbarg's in it. Very strange performance. An unusual in person in the, in the culture, I feel. Yes, I Michael agree. Michael Stuhlbarg. But Emma Thompson, I love. Yeah. She's in a movie that the folks her. have been talking about. Um, it's got a very kooky title. It's like, good luck. Something, something. Oh, right. Where she... Is she with the young man? Yeah, but it's like he is a young sex worker, I think. Okay. Um, But apparently, I don't know, the girlies quite like it. So who knows? All right. I'll give it a go. I do love Emma Thompson. I just love her. She's the best. She's the best. Um, You know, other than that, Craig and I have just been sort of doing things around the house. (laughs) Doing things. Doing little projects. Uh We've been watching Girls 5 Eva. Oh, man. Isn't that fun? It's really fun. Well, I watched the first season, like, I guess just sort of on my own. Yeah. And then I rewatched with him so I can start the second. Okay. Is the second season good so far? Have you not watched it? I haven't seen any of it. Oh, it's great. It's a a good time. Um, I hope they get another season. I hope they get many more seasons. Me too, because Paula Pell really just... What a funny the broad individual. The makes me laugh. <laughs> she really does. She's, she's very, very funny. She really commits. Sarah Bareilles, talk about someone I never expected to root for, which I know... No, I'm the same Sarah way. Sarah Bareilles fans are, are shocked by this. They can't seem to perceive a negative quality, so let me lay it out for you. <laughs> that is insufferable Banana music. music. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute pedal pusher. Yes. Like business casual music. Yes. Not gonna write you a love song. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna Ooh, bad girl. I'm gonna step over to the gap outlet. King of anything. They're all all of her songs are like, hey Buster, I'm not gonna take it. Right. You know? But then apparently 
she kind of broke out of that a little with the Waitress musical, which uh-huh. people loved. Although, tonally, I feel like Waitress is the same kind of shove waitress, this, mister. <laughs> waitress kind of, is, you know. Hey, Buster, uh-uh. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Buster, yeah. uh-uh. Genre. Um, yeah. It was a cute movie, though, except I find Nathan Fillion to just be odious. Yeah, that, I can't accept its basic premise, which is that Nathan Fillion is someone to be attracted to. I just do not understand. Cheesy. Because you know what it is? Energy. It's like, oh, God, it feels like when the nerd kid goes through puberty too hard. Oh, and then you know, girls like, are suddenly like, oh, he's so hot. And I'm like, hypersexual anime kid. Yeah. 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 Where it's like, geez, Louise. And they do this like weird suave man sort of act. I don't know. But man. it's like, I know you and you're not really like this. This feels very weird and forced. But the fact that it's working on other people is like somehow gaslighting me into thinking that I'm weird for not finding you no, attractive. No, let us state here. This is a safe space. <laughs> to, to not be attracted to, to, Nathan, attracted Fillion. to Nathan Fillion. Something's wrong with him. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know, I I would say actually that like Sarah Bareilles being involved in a vehicle. Yeah, they're spiritually pretty similar. I mean, I don't think he's involved in the musical necessarily, but he was in the movie that inspired the musical. You know, I mean, they all exist in the same Hallmark universe of like cable knit woman who's had enough cable knit woman. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, she has a comfortable, practical. And I know what her kitchen looks like. It's Black boring. pump. Yep. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it is neat, I will say. Yeah. She keeps that kitchen neat. It's girls for girls with very clean houses with no character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Corporate type things, that, I think. That's sort of my cerebralis word class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, wow, I feel like I really dived into her universe there for a second. Yeah, but you know, uh, yeah, her redemption arc is Girls by Eva. I think it it had to be someone with that kind of flintiness that Tina Fey has yes. to pull her uh, into a respectable light for me. Yes, um, and the fact that the like the very first joke of the program is her getting a, yes. <laughs> a mammogram, and she's like. What does the lady say? You've got, like, long nipples or something. Oh, she's like, my son was an active feeder. Your breasts are great. They're already Uh, (laughs) pre-mushed. My son had a violent latch. (laughs) It was so, the way that she makes the face when she says that, it's like a very Liz Lemon type joke where it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Here's the sad thing about me. Well, also, the songs she writes on the show are pretty funny. They are, yeah. Um, What a fun program. Renee Elise Goldsberry, hilarious. (laughs) Honestly, just a good, a good show. What airport does she say she shoots geese at? Teterboro. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a Thirty Rock Teterboro. Is that? I think it's. It's also that one. Yeah, I mean Tina Fey kind of. I think accidentally recycles her own jokes. Well, there's there's some words that are just funny. They're and Teterboro. (laughs) (laughs) But like in Girls Five Eva, there's a moment in a music, like a singing contest show, where someone's singing "Oh Danny Boy" again. It's like, what are the chances this would happen twice? She, I think she must find Danny Boy to be funny. Well, and or it's, it's just something it's that's been around. Yeah, too, exactly. So it's like easy enough to make the joke and not have to pay for it. Man. Um, she, she does love to make a winky joke at the audience. Yes. Like, y'all know how the biz works. Yeah. It's like kind of barely, have my but money I now? love to pretend that I do. <laughs> totally. Um, yes. Yeah, anyway, we've been watching it, but like. Craig, we were on, like, episode five, and he, like, paused and looked at me, and he was like, okay, like, I like the theme song, but something about What Are You Waiting Five, it's a small rage, yeah. and the more I hear it, the rage is getting bigger, right. and I was like, okay, 
what do you want me to fast waiting? forward Five. for that? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and so every time we're like, <laughs> like just so the five part or yeah. the whole theme song i mean it, just to be safe usually the whole theme song yeah but it's like it's nails on a chalkboard for him that is funny Isn't to me that i thought it's a funny joke i think it's a funny joke yeah it's like gonna be famous three gather three gather <laughs> is a good one. Oh my gosh what a good what a good program i love it anyway that's sort of what i've been up to apart from just you know, watching a little history documentaries. Yeah. Non-stop. I can't wait to benefit from this I, I on this very program today. get ripped and I watch these and I text Lindsay little facts. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It is. I bet, girl. That sounds like the vibe. I need to find some good documentaries to sink my teeth into. Honestly, a lot of them are on YouTube. That's so good to know. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, including, we just recently rediscovered an old favorite of ours that aired on TLC. And I... Wow. Have we not talked about this? I don't know if we have. Um, I feel like a bad person sometimes when I watch it, but I'm also like, this is the most compelling thing I've ever seen. I think seen. in these deeply polarizing times, <laughs> one thing we should all be able to do as citizens is look each other in the eye and be like, Erica Latoury fell is weird, right? <laughs> it is a documentary called Married to the Eiffel Tower. It's on YouTube. We did actually last week find that there was a longer one than we were familiar with that included some very tragic backstory. I for sure heard the tragic backstory before. I don't and think I think that in my I mind I'm, I'm like, "Ooh, that's so sad. You're still somehow worthy of my derision." <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I mean, I know it's not right. No, but, but man, but I got to name it. It's about objectum sexuals, which is there are literally dozens of them. By which in the documentary they say there's like seven there or eight of them worldwide that yeah. know each other yeah and they're sexually attracted to like objects by which i mean like non-sexual objects like yeah not like a non-corporeal like spirit ghost kind of thing right. which i could almost respect right they it's like a rock yeah or a, a fence a, an archery bow that's where it started. And then yeah, started. that's how it started. But there's these girls and get flashy with it. ended with, with it. The, Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. This girl married the Eiffel Tower. She rawed the Eiffel Tower and in front of people. she rawed it on camera. Yeah. I cannot believe. It's really one of the... Okay, married to the Eiffel Tower on YouTube. I think it's in like five or six parts. Watch I, I just watched it in one one short. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was all condensed. Man. Boy, howdy. That is a program. That is a damn program. Yeah. Oh, man. man. And when she goes to the museum for the Berlin Wall, who she is also with. Oh, my God. Is she only married to the Eiffel Tower? I guess so. And then just so. everyone else is like her girl I, Friday. Yeah, I guess so. I, or maybe, but I'm not sure. Maybe she's married to multiple. This is the kind of the wild thing about the objectum sexuals, too, is that they all seem to be... Um, polygamists as well. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, kind when, of baked into the cake. When your lover is the Eiffel Tower, it can be hard to go visit. She literally says in front of the cameraman to my face. Fences <laughs> are such Erica. That I mean, God, I could. We should just really make our own BuzzFeed style list of like the top ten moments in that. Fences are such dangerous, dangerous objects, objects for, me. for me. Yeah. Very close to the top. I one I forgot about until recently was when she's in her bedroom and she's showing all her like <laughs> Eiffel Tower paraphernalia and she's like, Yes, it is difficult to get intimate with the Eiffel Tower as I don't live in Paris, but I do have uh God, she said like 
<laughs> scale models. And yes, I am intimate with them. <laughs> it's like started laughing. Oh my and God. And I was like, did it like give them a chance to ask that question first of all? Because yeah. they might have let you off the hook. I, they, but, but no. Because the thing is, it doesn't need to be spelled out for me. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> What's understood doesn't got to be said. <laughs> <laughs> but like when she goes to visit the Eiffel Tower, it's like she has it tattooed between her breasts. Right. She has like a big brooch on her jacket. She's wearing Eiffel Tower earrings. Which, it's like, the- it's a bit much. <laughs> By the way, not an unco- the one time that I went to a gentleman's club. Mm, the Eiffel um, Tower being between your boobs? It's Eiffel Tower or like um, chandelier. Oh, the, I've seen the chandelier The clavage tattoo is like yeah. a very popular choice in that crowd. Interesting. Yeah, so Erica, I guess a trailblazer? Yeah, I mean... I could see how that'd be. It's a cool. It's like a cool vibe. Like a, yeah. I don't. I don't give a crap. Kind of a vibe. Yeah. You know what? Hey, Mister. I, I don't give a crap. I don't give a honk. <laughs> yeah. It's very um, that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Erica is one of the more individual or uh, unique unique individuals I've ever seen on screen. Mm-hmm. For sure. I feel blessed. Like to be clear, I'm so glad she exists. Oh yeah. Like yeah. It brings me joy. I, I, absolutely. Something, something and that she's like the imagination. And that she's like um willing to be documented in this way. Yeah, it was very gracious of her to yeah. get on screen like that. Thank you so much for letting me have a little slice of life with mm-hmm. you. I've enjoyed our time and I'll come back to visit soon. Um, old girl in that one episode of Extreme Cheapskates, also a very unique individual. Oh, a very unique Kate. individual, yeah. The when one she's like, I'm gonna like, get some dinner for my friends. Do you like the dinner? It's from the trash. <laughs> And that poor girl was like, <laughs> she she did not want to be there in the first place. In the first, well, in the second she walks in and sees like, wow, this place. I am sitting on <laughs> <Wow>. milk crates. <laughs> okay, oh, wow, man. what a program. TLC really, really used to have some very creative producers. Yes, I feel that they. They got too excited and went all in on two, like, a few they're narrow buckets. Now. Yeah, their verticals yeah. are little people, big people, <laughs> uh, house. Strange addictions. Ghost. Yeah. Um, what are the other ones? They they do occasionally still do, like, uh, big, big families, oh, I think. Yeah, big, big families is, uh, they've been struggling to find another one that has the same kind of traction. Yeah, well... Well, because it's, like, it's also, what are the chances like, you're going to uncover that in a family of that size? Pretty high. Right. Right. Exactly. And uh, those beliefs sort of, the beliefs that lead super you. super encourage uh, being transparent. Right. right. Exactly. So um, uh, you're going to sort of get a Duggar situation over and over again. Programs, but they have like outdoored. <laughs> I've not seen outdoored. And that might not even be on that program or on that network. Where else would it be? I what don't else? Know. What other channel Lifetime, would take maybe? Them? Who knows? Saying daughter also it's, it's satisfying, isn't so, it? And it's again one of those things where it's like, why would I ever waste my breath hating Ramona when she has such daughter. gifts? Like my daughter Avery. Caduce to us. <laughs> Reggae music. What an individual. I need to spend more time watching Real Housewives. I need to spend more time doing what matters most. Let, let me quote uh, that inspirational poster that was on Dad's desk for years. Priorities. Priorities. Yeah. And it's spending time with Ramona in the uh-huh. game. She's such a wretched person, though. God, I know, but It again, is on TLC. Thank, thank God she's on TV. Oh, my God. Because otherwise, the people that know her in real life and, like, would tell stories about her, no one would believe no them. No one would believe you, yeah. 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 Oh, my God, and she's so... She's such a specific person. 
I love her sort of like <laughs> tiny like like chihuahua on speed sort of yeah energy. energy. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. I would guess speed. You think so? Oh yeah. I, it never occurred to me to think that maybe she was on drugs. I just thought really. Yeah, I just sort of thought she was one of those people that's. But now that I'm saying it, I'm like that's so naive of me. <laughs> probably that whole cast loves cocaine. Are you joking me? Yeah, probably. I mean, Dorinda. What a compelling character she is. I don't think Dorinda's done drugs. I'm going to say that. You don't think so? I think I could see Dorinda abusing prescription pills, but I don't think that she's of the mindset where she would ever illegally seek out a drug. I don't know. I I think because maybe it is just pills. Because there's like, when she gets drunk, it's like there's something something other than alcohol going on here. It's probably like alcohol and like an anti-anxiety or like antidepressant. Okay. Some side of... Okay. I think there's... She's probably on medication she's not supposed to drink with. There's some kind of side effect happening. Yes. And I would know because I'm the onset medic for (laughs) the Real Housewives of New York. And when I've snooped around in their bags... (laughs) Honey. (laughs) I don't find anything in Dorinda's room, but in the fish room... it's like a rain stick. Pick up one of those bags, sort of shake it around girl yeah i I mean and like if they're with the amount of money that they have it's like yeah all right but see again the graciousness of these people to let me witness them behaving in this fashion yeah i mean i know they're getting paid quite handsomely to do it but yeah but it also like but they also just want attention and god bless more and more every year i have to imagine do you think any of their lives have gotten better for this show Oh, there's no way they all go downhill right but except for if you're smart like bethany and you get out I also think that for some of them, like your Luann's and your, it's like, this is where I find my purpose. <laughs> you know? I don't know. This what is else my, is Luann going to do? Right, Marketing? Is, I don't think so. Just her burlesque shows or whatever, but it's like, this is my profession. This is what I am best at. Yes. You know? And, and they're right. I also, exactly. And I also think that they're like, I enjoy the attention. Yeah. You know, like it may be a pain in the ass in some ways, but I think that they just like, like being able to be a figure for people to discuss online. Yeah. I mean, and again, that is, imagine that being the way you spend your incarnation. Mm. <laughs> like. I'm glad somebody does. I'm, me too. Like, I <laughs> can know? be nothing but grateful because yeah. it clearly scratches a weird itch for a lot of us. Yeah. Boy, I love Always watching. someone to point to. It's like, well, I'm not that. <laughs> I just am also like, I saw some tweet the other day that was like, when I say I hate drama, I mean, I hate being involved in drama. Mm-hmm. I love other people's drama. Oh and that's God. exactly right. I feel like I'm getting to a good point where um, I can't, I can't imagine being involved in any sort of drama no. at any point. No. If I were, it would be foisted on me rather. Um, against my will. Against my will. Mm-hmm. But uh, people like to come to me with theirs. And I oh. um, Sometimes I like to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> for know? sure. Yeah. Dump it all on me. Yeah. Because it's like, I'll forget it like immediately. Yeah. You know, I burn it after I talk to totally. Craig. But it's just, uh, it's just fun in the moment. Like, you're like, ooh, something to discuss. Yeah. You know? It's sort of like how sports have to replace war for boys. Right. You know? Right. Like, I'm not being chased anymore, but tell me something scandalous. Exactly. I also think, I think the ideal for me is when the, the drama involves people that are like three degrees or more removed from me. Oh, that's my favorite kind. Like a I'm loose, never going to run into them. Exactly. A very loose acquaintance. Maybe I met them once at a barbecue, whatever. You, you remember that girl, blah, blah, blah. That's the best kind of drama. Oh, that's the best. It's like I happens. brushed up against it, but I don't yeah. have to deal with any of the like, exactly. like soul-surging conversations about it. Exactly. I don't want my friends in any kind of like misery for me. I don't enjoy that. 
But if it's like some bitch that said something kind of sideways to me three years ago. And it's and it rubbed you just the wrong way. Yeah. Then I sort of love to hear about her downfall. Yeah. <laughs> Please. That makes me sound terrible, but No, I I'm into it. <laughs> she got fired for what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds that like the girl I met. out with the three minutes that I've interacted with her. I mean, well, you I know, always thought that she was that way. <laughs> I knew she had embezzler energy. Yeah, I told you that. Yeah. <laughs> I told you guys that when she Nobody stole my drink. Nobody wanted to listen to me because apparently I accuse too many people of having embezzler energy. <laughs> but sometimes I'm right. Yeah. Like now. Um, I don't even know what embezzlement would involve, to I be quite honest. I don't really know. What a fun word, though. Um, that's not even the first time this has come up like I think this month I'm sure yeah yeah I bet (laughs) sometimes we just sort of get in a recursive loop and just that's okay um what else also Parker and I have blown through the first five episodes of Under the Banner of Heaven dude I like it what a program I think it is so clever Uh to introduce Pyrie as a like Something between, he's not like an audience surrogate, but he's like... He's more like them than he is like uh, a, a Gentile like us. Right, um, right. But Which is what the Mormons in the show called non-Mormons. Yes. Um, but it's like a good way, because in the book, and granted, I haven't read the book in 10 years, but I do remember that it goes back and forth between talking about this murder case oh, and its particulars. Krakauer loves... What? To sort of flip and flop. What a damn book. He's kind of fur to boys, but... But that's a good good book. But it's like... Yeah. With... That I can subscribe to. Mm -hmm, And so I would say, like, you're not wrong in saying the gladiator is fur to... Right. But sometimes... Well, things... Sometimes there's a thing that's for the boys that you just find compelling and that... You can't help it. You can't help it. It's me and Inglorious Bastards. I wish that film would let me go. But it just won't. It's so good. I know. I, yeah, Nicole and I were talking about our favorite Tarantinos, and she was like, is yours still Inglorious Bastards? Yes. And I was like, yeah, in I fact, it it's is. one of my favorite movies, period. I struggle to think of a movie I like as much. I just have fun. We never fun. covered it. I think we did. We had I to. I think we it. did. Damn, but I'm, I'm due for a rewatch. Yeah, it is. I time. enjoy myself from minute one to the minute final, whatever I need that is. to get a little, yeah, a little faded and watch that. I think that's sounds... A little sounds stoned and zoned. Dope. Man, I need to rewatch um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I did enjoy that one as well. Yeah, I did too. I was surprised because I didn't see it in theaters. Rewrite, and they yeah. have released a novelization of the movie. What a character! I I think he's I annoying, but he's boy, an, he is so annoying. But again, so happy he exists. Yeah, I don't know him personally. No, never. I remember like um, IFC, uh-huh. the Paste magazine of television. Of course, yes. Um, they had an artist to artist com- like series where they would just take like you know it had to be like a, a darling of the screen and like yeah. someone else like it'd be like Parker Posey and Ben Gibbard yeah like, but they had one this was when I was an absolute Fiona Apple stan oh it was her and Quentin her and Quentin Tarantino because he's good friends with Paul Thomas Anderson yes who I think she was maybe still with at the time yeah she said that being around the two of them is excruciating. Which, she said that? Yeah. I mean... They, I believe it. When you watch the show, she's, like, like retracting mm-hmm. her head into her neck. And she also looks extremely stoned. Yeah, good for her. And she can't get a word in. She's like, yeah. No, I, it, yeah. Bless her. Not to... Mm-hmm, yeah. And, you know, he just... You are so, so smart to buy I bought, low. I bought, bought low in early Fiona. on Fiona Apple. I did. 
Man, I've what I, an artist. Yeah, she was. She and Bob Dylan were the first artists. I say man that, too much. I gotta stop saying that. I'm not worried about it. Woman, that's better. Thank they, you. <laughs> she and Bob Dylan. What? Uh, they were the first two artists that I was like full deep dive on. Yeah, I think. Yeah. At the same time, which was insufferable, I'm sure. Oh, it's very exciting for those of us who need culture. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway. I love Fiona Apple. But yeah, we are loving uh, this Under the Banner of Heaven show. Wyatt Russell is so intense. He really is. I can't barely stand it. Um, And that much else going on. We had 4th of July was today. We're recording on Independence Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we did the little like neighborhood parade, which was really cute. I ran into Angelie's husband and kids. My friend, she just had a baby last week. Oh, congratulations, yes. Angelie. Yes. And then um, I also saw Dave with our friend Ingrid's husband with her, their kids, too. So it was like, hey, friends, good for y'all being at home, sleeping yeah. in. Like, God bless. I should have stayed home, but... I mean, not really. It was fun. It's just so damned hot. It's so hot. Like, Again today, unreasonable. I, and did you see what next weekend is going to look like? What is it? 105 on Sunday. I don't This know. is not acceptable. I wish the Lord would take me. <laughs> I can't keep doing this. I would just love, like, Oh, a we're good... back in triple digits for the foreseeable future. I love, like, when there's, like, a rainy stretch in the summer. We need it. My plants are struggling so hard. <laughs> it's like my cucumbers, nothing is fruiting, first of all. Oh, no. Um, or the okra did, and then I didn't cut it in time. And it just, it's like a skeleton <laughs> of an okra out there right now. Oh, no. Um, Wait, how do you know when you're supposed to cut it? That's what I struggle with. Oh, no. I never know when to sell. I did get a lemon tree this weekend. Oh, it's, while we're speaking of yes. agriculture. Now that we've I'm a farmer now as well. The agriculture <laughs> section. Uh, we'll have to, as part of our... Um, Big topics series. We'll do our agriculture and math. (laughs) Right. Um, And Houston city planning after discussing that with Hannah. Yes. You know what? I think we should pick these topics and then pick a period piece that we can sort of weave details about to make our case. Like a crack hour book. Yes. So for the math episode, we'll watch that um, Dev Patel math movie. What was that? Or A Beautiful Mind. What is a Dev Patel math movie? He's, I don't remember what. He's a place is very famous mathematician. And, like, don't ask me because I can't name a single mathematician for you. Well, Dev Patel is very talented. <laughs> so I've often said that. <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to his whole body of work. <laughs> Love to see a star on the rise in this way. Um it's so funny. He's that so he's, much younger he, than me. I sound like a creepy old but woman. But he absolutely glided from cutie patootie to, okay. <laughs> We're listening. Seamlessly. <laughs> um, oh, he's only four years younger than you. Oh, sorry. That, yeah, 1990. Man, the best exotic Marigold Hotel. Also, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> he's only four years younger than you, girl. Don't you can worry make this happen. <laughs> So silly. Oh, I forgot he was on the dreaded newsroom. I um, have absolutely no clue what of these movies could be about math, but... I really thought that there was, like, a math movie about him. And what? I wouldn't The care. Man Who Knew Infinity. Oh, I don't... Oh, my God. I've... <laughs> Lindsay, I, it was, this is going to be my cry macho moment. <laughs> um, Did I make this up? I re- It's Stephen Fryer's... Fry... <laughs> You good? Stephen Fry, isn't it? Stephen. Toby Jones, Jeremy Northam. Wow. Uh, 
a compelling film about math. All the boys, boys of uh, period pieces. Wow. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Irons. Well, I'll be damned. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, we could watch this. I've never even heard but, of okay, this film. Okay, but the, the episode is not about this movie. It's about math. So right. But good thing is well, that this movie is only an hour and 48 minutes, so... Um, that gives us more time to learn about math. Okay, we still need to keep doing Smooth Brain Summer. I'm yeah, sorry. for sure. I'm so excited no, to get is, to hear the programming behind this. This is back to school. Back to school. Programming. Back to school. The great courses. <laughs> <laughs> math. And I'll get to share, we can pick a French Revolution one. Uh-huh. And I'll share what I've learned from my great courses plus. I love About it. the French Revolution. Fantastic. I actually want to read, I've had a book about the French Revolution for like 15 years that I've just simply never finished. Man. I've been like halfway through it like three times. I think, okay. Maybe it's just not compelling. Well, maybe. It could be that it's not a me problem. Maybe, but like, I I can only read a history book I've discovered if the major apps are deleted off of my phone. <laughs> because I have to, it's like, you really have to, that's, that's your point. entertainment now. That's a good point. Um, I do, like, this last week, I was like, I want to get through some more damn books. Yeah. I've got, my collection is growing, and I don't really want to stop buying new books. No, and you shouldn't have to. But I just, I'm not reading at a clip that I'm proud of at the moment. Mm-hmm. It so, happens. You know, a dry spell. I think that happens to me every summer, and then in the fall, I'm like, Which is wild, time to be studious again. No, I'm not going out Th- this right now. Be your reading time. You'd think so. I should treat this like other people treat winter. Yeah. Oh, I can't go outside. She's dreadful out down. there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just staying cozy. <laughs> if I had my druthers, I would just keep the house on 50. Oh, for this sure. summer and get to wear like several layers around the house. The thing that's bothersome to me, though, is that the sun stays out so damned long. I know. It's so... You see, you're eating your words now. You were like, I love the later sun. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. I think if you had to pick for the the entirety of the year right no what you're right time you're right it should like the sun should rise and the sun should set here's what i will tell you i think that the sun should rise at 7 a.m. and set at 7 p.m. oh that would be constantly. ideal yeah 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 um no i mean i thought you were going to say if you had to choose between this much sun versus like the little amount you get in the winter sometimes i would choose in winter, this it does get absurd it's yeah sometimes yeah, yeah. really it just it just got bright yeah. And it's dark again. New York was very that way. Parker and I were there in November 2016. Oh, my God. We got there the day after the oh, election. Yeah. Um, but we were like, it is 4.15 p.m. And it is almost dark. Yeah, that's where I'm like, Can you okay, believe nobody want to work. <laughs> like, you I have don't. To, you have to stay up at 5. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, but that, that's, you're not pulling your end of the deal as the sun, I don't no. feel. But if I could Camelot... As Richard Harris does in that uh-huh. song. It's like, yeah, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yes. That's I mean, the correct. If I'm setting the weather too, in the morning it should be 50. I was going to say. Yeah. And then in the peak of day, 75. I was going to say 78. I was going to go a little warmer than that. A little that. warmer? Yeah. Maybe. It's sunny. Yeah. Um, but that's by like 3 p.m. Yeah. At noon, you could still go take a nice little walk around the block, and uh-huh. it would still be 73. And then by, like, 6 p.m., it should be 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. This is how I get to wear the optimal number of sweaters for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 
But also wear sundresses. So we just fill out our business plan and we send that to the government. Right. And, and we they say, set this. This is what, if we're going to program this sort of like mm-hmm. ecosphere that we're living in, here are the We've talked to everyone. And here's <laughs> everyone <the> agrees. <laughs> no, you don't need to check. We checked. And so here's the deal with sort of the way things look outside. We're going to skip straight from spring to a brief summertime weather look. Mm-hmm. And then right into the fall. Yeah. You know, we don't yeah. want to, well, don't it belabor the points. Once. Oh yeah, for sure. It should snow once. It should last four days mm-hmm. on the ground. And it should be on a Friday uh-huh. to a Monday. Yes. And then, so everyone's home for the weekend. Yeah. But everyone's got plenty. Most people don't know, in the weather episode, we'll cover this. Yeah. Uh, but this is how the weather works. <laughs> it's great. Someone's up there. The great course the thing is, is weather. Someone's up there ordering it, and it's not you. Yeah. You're letting some person with a terrible taste in what the weather should be like. Damn. Yeah. Create the conditions. You don't have to use the factory settings. Lindsay and I are going to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. We got it, you guys. This is absurd, though. It, it can't be this way any longer. 105 damn I'm gonna, degrees. I'm going to throw away my weather app. <laughs> Until and you tell me them. something that I want to hear, I'm done. This is toxic. It's period. I hate it. Should we talk about Gladiator? Yeah. Boy. Okay. So a lot of this movie, straight up untruth. Uh, oh, factual for sure. Mostly, what they what is real is that there is a place called Rome. Uh huh. Um, the there years was an are emperor. correct <laughs> on Marcus Aurelius and Commodus. They got some of that right, not a lot. Um. And I don't know, gladiators were a thing. That seems to be what they mostly have. Yeah. Right there. Um, that being said, though, still really enjoyed it. So one thing that cracked my ass up when I started watching this last night, a little bit, you know. Sure. Zooted. Um, is that I, um, the like, the opening cards were like, um, Rome is trying to conquer this this area, Germania, and there's one last town that's a holdout that's whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, wow, okay, so this guy's, like, fighting for his people to be left alone no. by Rome. <laughs> no. He's actually Opposite. a Roman general. I'm supposed to be rooting for him? Yeah. Well, no. He's, Why would you write it in that that's, way? If you think about this whole character in the world of Rome, which is, like... right. They their their morality system is just wrong. You can just sort of understand why Christianity made a bit of a splash there because yeah. it just couldn't be more different from the things that we take for granted now. Like, like their sense of like um, impropriety is that there is no sense. Oh, uh, hmm. they'd just be shit and screw and whatever. Damn. Yeah, there. It was really wild. A dirty time. I feel kind of a dirty time. And here's what's wild is like, they actually were very um, focused on sanitation and quick to execute on it. Yeah. Because they needed to be, because they were dirty little freaks. They were dirty little freaks. There were a million people who lived in Rome. Man. Isn't that insane? It's like the size of Austin. Can I just like sort of shoot some Coliseum facts that I learned about today at you? (laughs) Oh, for sure. I get why that bitch is a wonder of the world. She's incredible. Oh, she's so cool. Um, Okay. So here's what's crazy. It was um, 
Okay, Nero, you're familiar. Uh huh. During the fire of 64 AD, I think, uh-huh. um, he took advantage of the situation that everyone was immiserated and bought up this big piece of land and basically. Oh no. Yeah. Imminent domain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He um, turned it into like a giant bachelor pad. Damn. With, like, a man-made lake in the middle. Good for him. And I after, mean, not really. No, I mean, Nero was bad guy. kind of a shitty bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when he was uh, succeeded, I think, somewhat by force. I don't know the details. It's not my business. <laughs> <laughs> um, let, me, let me look up my notes. Um, I'm too you're close both to this pretty. situation. Vespasian. Are you familiar with the name? No. Okay, so Vespasian um, decided to, like, recommit that land to something for the people. Okay. So he, like, took it over, and they had to drain the man-made lake in it. Oh, my God. So they had to do this, like, insane moat with, like, three meter thick. Oh, wait, I do think I knew they drained... I thought it was, like, a lake. They drained it back in the river Tiber. Okay. And then historians still can't prove whether this happened or not, but there's, like, all these eyewitness accounts of one time uh, Commodus flooding the Colosseum to do, like, a mock naval battle. Damn. And they're, like, they think that if they were to do that, they would just reverse engineer what they did to drain it the first time and get the water from the River Tiber. Wow. And isn't that insane? <laughs> um, Man, excuse me. Uh, they Where were, did like, these bitches learn math? We weren't even there to teach it to them. This is insane <laughs> to me, Lindsay. Like, I'm watching this, and I'm, like, how? who taught y'all this? This is what I... I wonder this Arches. all the time. Because I'm, like... People were doing very innovative things all over the world, mm-hmm. like, long before we had modern engineering. Oh, yeah. When did we lose that knowledge? <laughs> they were doing arches with keystones in um, Mycenae in, like, the 3800s BCE. So yeah. it's, like, this was, like, 4,000 years before the yeah. Colosseum. Yeah. Isn't that insane? And then by the Renaissance, they had forgotten how to do that. That's what really makes me nervous. It's like, <laughs> wait, you can forget? <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. Like, I saw, I've seen a couple TikToks where um, people will talk about a cool architectural style from a different part of the world that was using the resources native to that area to solve for problems native to that area. Mm-hmm. And so I can't remember what, where this was, but it was like, I feel like it was maybe somewhere in North Africa, but it wasn't the Egyptians. And it was like, um, this like ancient civilization had built this way of cooling oh, yes. their buildings using water and, and wind only. Like they positioned their buildings in such a way that it like had maximum wind Dude. capability. And they were able to Sick. like freeze things and air condition their space just using wind and water. Isn't and the, that tight? The thing that's so frustrating is that like no one thought to write anything down. Right. So it's like, can you diagram this? Best guesses, I suppose. God. Man. Isn't that tight, though? It's so sick. Yeah. Um, Okay, you have to watch this uh, documentary on YouTube called, uh, it was like, The Coliseum, The Arena of Death. Ooh. Um, But that's where I learned about this whole thing. But also, like, uh, so they were running out of money halfway through the construction. So they just invaded Jerusalem, took 30,000 slaves. Oh, sold them no. and then like that's how most of the Colosseum is funded oh like my with God. the money they made from that they said that they could have afforded to employ a third of Rome for an entire year uh, isn't that nuts who were they selling these enslaved people to oh uh the Romans is extremely common oh extremely so, common. so they people would purchase them from the state yeah 
Interesting. Yeah. That's terrible. It's awful. Like, even, like, a middle-class family would be like, well, we have one or two. Oh, my God. That's pretty nuts, right? That is so effed up. Oh, yeah. I've been watching Rome on HBO, and it's like, oof. Ooh-wee. I mean, anyway, it's... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like they just had a completely different sort of value system. Value system, yeah. Um, But uh, when all was said and told, like, one out of every four people in Rome ended up working on the Colosseum. Wow. I I think I texted you that one earlier. Each one teach one, though. Each one teach one. You're going to be a keystone maker. That all show you how to make 25 of these big bag boys. That's, like, what's in our contract for the year. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. I don't understand how they, like... The pain in the ass that it had to be to start building the second colonnade. And then the third. Oh, they had sun sails out there, too. I mean, they showed that in the movie, which damn. I was excited about. But they had, like, the first retractable roof. I mean... I know! And all these years later, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to build one. Couldn't tell you. I'm I'm functionally useless. <laughs> I think this quite often. Yeah. Actually. Craig really like, makes if up the for world that depended me. on me figuring out how to engineer something, well, cousin, we'd all be dead. Yep. Yeah, it's not for me. Um, I have other anyway. gifts, I'm sure. <laughs> we're going to find them out. <laughs> and I'm going to figure it out one day. Um, um, yeah, so Maximus is... He's fake, but he's like a, a high-performing soldier. Yeah. Who, we're to understand Marcus Aurelius' views as a son... Yeah. Um, no. I didn't feel that was earned. That well, seemed also, very like, you won a battle, so I'm proud of you, slugger. <laughs> <laughs> um, IRL Marcus Aurelius like, was very about the bloodline. Like He didn't adopt a successor. He right. was like, no, I think my idiot son should do it. Exactly. Well, and was Commodus even his son? Yeah. Oh, he was? Okay. Yeah. Commodus was... Oh, that's right. They oh, I mean, co-ruled for like a couple of years together. I and think then so. when Commodus took over... But Commodus actually was like in charge in some capacity for 16 years. Yeah. And this makes it seem like almost as soon as he... No, he ruled for a decent amount of time. Yeah. He was uh, a bloodthirsty idiot. Okay. But they got that part right. Um, Did Was he with his sister? No. Is that what we were to... Im- we were supposed to Im- infer that he would like to get with it. and. But who was her son's father? I don't know. Maybe I'm sort of doing a Lannister thing here. I there the implication is there okay. for sure. You didn't imagine uh, okay. that wasn't just some white hot chemistry that only you saw. <laughs> no, uh, I'm, honestly, Joaquin Phoenix is so like he's foul in this, but I do love creepy him. Yeah, like that he looks the way that they did his makeup. I kind of wish they did the actual and, like gross neck beard that's on a lot of Commodus's busts. Oh god, been ew, pretty sick. Ew. Um. Commodus. Every boy in this entire movie had the Caesar haircut. They all did. Young and old. Everyone <laughs> has to have it. The boys flocked to that haircut. Every boy at this time. And a lot of famously. them would dye the top of it blonde. Mm-hmm. Just the top. What a disgusting moment. It was really pretty crazy. <laughs> We've you lived through a lot, girls. <laughs> We've lived through a lot. We oh need to, my gosh. We need that, to honor ourselves. You know what, though? Like, the kids now are going to look back on the era where half of their head was one color and the half was the other, like, with that same kind of, like, oof. <laughs> and then, like, the hype beast haircut. Um, have you seen all the memes where they turn oh, yes, John Hamm like into the... Like it's into like the, a curly little bush right yes, on top. Like right on the like, top of his head. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, no cap. It's like no cap. No cam. cap. <laughs> I, who even knows? There were some really good jokes I like about I, it, I though. I sound like a rapping granny every time I try 
<laughs> I know. I was like, did I say hype beast correctly? Is that a term I'm allowed to use? I think you are. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Is this classified as a hate term? <laughs> Someone uh, from Gen Z let me know. <laughs> and earnestly Respectfully please. drag my ass, mama. <laughs> um, gosh, what were we talking about? Boy, I sure wish I knew. Oh, um, no, we were saying well, that, uh, yeah, Commodus and oh, Marcus yeah. Aurelius. So he actually, like, did do the gladiator thing. Like, he'd go pretend to be a gladiator. Uh-huh. And um, people did not like that. Uh, <laughs> and that he also started, he was kind of like a Vince McMahon figure, like, where he, like, <laughs> would start, like, throwing the fights. And people were like, you're stealing the integrity from this. Yeah. <laughs> This is really important to me. They, yeah. Well, and also, like, uh, what I learned from a very helpful, probably 21-year-old English boy who, like, uploaded a video about what's incorrect about Gladiator. Mm. Oh. Um, like, a, a lot of... Helpful text. A, yeah. A lot of the more colorful uh, matches were, like, there was story, there was style, um, you know. Glitz and like, glamour. Animals. It was like a play. Oh, no, yeah. maybe not. Well, the thing about that is that most of that never happened. <laughs> it oh, was pretty no. straightforward. It was just like... Literally, you would go there to watch people, people fight would, to the death. They would argue over, like, what's more important, like, strength or stamina. So they'd put, like, big guy and little guy together right. and, like, sort of experiment. Yeah. Um, but people did bet on it. Like, there were, like, Damn. there's, like, a shopping mall there, basically. They'd, they'd sit in the hot, hot sun because it'd get really hot. And, oh, like, God. just... On top of each other, too. Oh, my God. It could, you- it could seat 50,000 people, but, like, people would cram in, like, 80. Like, one on top of each other. Oh, Isn't that disgusting? God, ew. Disease. You know what's funny about how hot Rome gets in the summer? Is it's that wild. It's, like, actually as far north as Boston. Yes. Isn't that so I, strange? Yeah, I heard that recently. <laughs> like, it seems like Italy's... Like, the rough equivalent of, like, a Texas or a Florida. Like, a coastal... Yeah. Southern because state. Because Boston does not get that hot. No. That's what I think is so strange. But Rome's pretty far from the shore. The shore. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Maybe it's that. I don't know. But Something... It is, the heat there hits It hard. hits really hard. But boy, what Italy is... That's a fun trip. Is that girl... I, in the summertime, ooh! I know. I really, I, I want to just plan like a, honestly, a really long Mediterranean yeah. vacation and like hit all the antiquity sites. Yeah, like for sure. Rome, really knock them Greece, all out. Turkey. Yeah. Um, I bet that would get boring if that was the whole focus of your whole trip. It would certainly get boring for people that aren't me, uh, <laughs> at minimum. <laughs> so, <laughs> at minimum. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. I, I I can't sign Craig up necessarily. I do for think. Like, I mean, I think there's like lots to do in that area, though. Anyways, just for leisure's sake. Uh-huh. So you could also be like, and we're gonna rent a speed boat one day. Yes, and have a picnic. We're going to a jazz bar, and I'm gonna sing Tu Favetti Americano. Oh hell yeah. yeah! That's the vibe. Um, anyway. man. Ooh, it seems like lots of the girlies are going to Sorrento this summer or like Positano. Good for them. I've never been to Cinque Terre and I'd like to. I haven't either. Parker and I were discussing this as like maybe the next trip, whatever we do in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But we're, I, I suggested Spain and he was like, really? Why? And I'm like, Spain's wow. awesome. He wasn't like that about it, but you know, he was just like, does he know that pork is like the girl there? Well, and like fish. Yeah, the and food shrimp. is so good. And that's, like, not my bag, yeah, but, it's like... it's all Parker staples. But Spain also has quite good vegetables. Yeah. Wine. Yeah. 
That's what it's I'm beautiful. saying. It's beautiful. And it's gorgeous. My goodness. We I just think a... he doesn't know much about it, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, Spain is, Spain is the girls. Spain Dude. is very... We took, like, a sunrise train from Barcelona to Madrid, <sighs> and that was, like, the coolest sunrise I've ever seen I in my bet. life. It looked like Mars. Mar- Barcelona seems like Barcelona a is fun vibe. It's the awesome. architecture. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. So, anyways, but after our last trip, we were like, where do you want to go for our next big one? And that's how that came up. Oh, yeah. I think he's like, we could also go back to Italy in the summertime. Because yeah. when, when we went, it was winter. Yeah, y'all should. That was a weird choice. You could you could add like another. You could do like Italy and Switzerland or something. Yes, that's exactly you know? what he said. Um, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Gladiator. Yeah, he's Spanish. Let's tie it back that he's way. He's Spanish. Yeah, um, not which, Russell Crowe, but the character. Yes, the Spaniard. Um, beautiful home he's got there yeah sure would be a shame if someone killed his family are we to gather that it's the emperor that does this it was commodus who did it yeah he like ordered the kill yeah i think with the i guess because he escaped yeah oh god yeah he's evil so why for some reason i just thought it was this when he got back some like neighboring somebody had pillaged or whatever my dumbass. (laughs) i was i have to tell you too i gave this movie 33% 33% attention. Yeah, I was kind of wondering because you don't love it. And I feel that if you gave it all of your attention, it's you would just love it. It's so many fight scenes. And when you start a movie with a literally, literally, like, 12-minute long fight scene. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't care. Do you know, look, I'm not crazy about fight scenes so much as I am a fight so tense that you think they're going to get divorced. You know, yes. like that kind of thing. Yes, um, exactly. I, lo- I, I, I want dialogue, it, darling. I think you maybe know this about me, but a tense dinner scene is one of my favorite oh, things. What are your favorite tropes? I yeah, think. like yeah. the opening of Fleabag season two, I was like, a treat. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a good episode. That I might that have to watch season, it tonight. The honestly. tension built in that episode, I'm like, y'all are going to give this young woman a heart attack. <laughs> that show rules. It was awesome. I went back and like rewatched like last year, the episode where she and her sister go on that silent retreat. Mm -hmm. There were some visual gags in there that made me like laugh out loud. They knew the the sister (laughs) vibe in that that show. They did. (laughs) Except those two, I felt were so flinty and like kind of mean to each other. But then like, but like, but there's like warmth and tenderness underneath it. It's just yeah. that like the oh oldest God, one she is was such married a to Brett Gelman. Oh God, uh, so creepy in that show. She got so likable in season two, though. Yeah. What is that character's name? I don't remember. God, that's a show. Fleabag. Get into it. I don't know that any of our listeners haven't, haven't heard the good it. news yet. <laughs> but if you haven't, it's been out again, for a while. Each one, teach one. Uh huh. Um, Gladiator. Anyway, he goes on. The he he's gets sold into slavery and has to yeah. fight. Yeah, which, I missed when that happened, and I was like, "Wow, why is he with all these boys?" Yeah, and instead of rewinding, I just looked up on Wikipedia what the plot was. I have to show you. This is like my favorite visual gag of um, Gladiator's IMDb page is that there is a character who's credited just as slave trader, uh, and you will not believe how mirthful his IMDb photo is. Oh no! Oh man! The first time I saw it, mirthful. I was like, "This is jarring." <laughs> yeah, I so he ends up 
with, like, a group of boys that are being trained to fight, I guess. Yes, because they're going to go fight to the death. It's like, uh... It's like gladiator school. It's gladiator... Yeah, it's a clinic. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I meant to tell you, David Hemmings is in this movie. Word? Mordred. Yeah. As As Cassius. Cassius. I don't know if I know who that was. Don't blame you. The senators get confusing. Okay. Oh, he's one of the senators. Okay. Hey, come on, Mordred. Oh my gosh, yeah. Just like having a sweet little morning with his coffee. <laughs> twee, almost. <laughs> it's extremely twee. Uh, wow. Omid Jalili's uh, IMDb photo. Man, okay. Maybe it doesn't show your made. full range as an actor, I don't feel. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I guess I forget that IMDb is like self-maintained. Is it? Yeah. So wait, like, you tell me that Alexander Skarsgård chose that photo? Someone on his team knows that that's his photo because people from Who Weekly have like contacted them about it and they're like, uh huh. And it makes me love him. Isn't that so fun? It's so silly. I think, um, I think it's like you can pay someone to manage it for you, like probably as part of it. <laughs> oh, who our outro music decided that uh, we were done mm-hmm. trying to figure out how IMDb works for celebrities, yeah. and then it was time to wrap it up. It's always a gentle reminder to us yeah. that we somehow managed to talk longer than we did the week before. The week yeah. before that, <laughs> the same yesterday, today, and all day. Yeah. Um. So, I guess. Blah, blah, blah. You know, he goes in this film, back on track. Uh, he goes to Rome. He has to flight, fight in these gladiator games. Mm-hmm. Commodus is a scheming little bitch. Right, right. And um, Russell Crowe has to go fight him personally for some reason. Yes, but then he stabs him before... Commodus he- stabs him before yeah, the fight. so that he's going out there pre-stabbed. So he's dying. Poor sportsmanship. Poor sportsmanship. But in the show, he... In the show. (laughs) In the show. uh, (laughs) Russell Crowe hits him with a sword. Stabbing. Yeah. (laughs) 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 They call it sometimes. Yeah. Um, Hits him with it. And so they both both sort of die. Uh Uh-huh. Which is good news for Russell Crowe because he's been really looking forward to dying. Um, And killing Commodus. It was the best day of his life for a while. It really was, yeah. Uh, Yeah. For the past few months, it seems. Been a rough few months. Mm -hmm. Is this all to have, I guess so, all to have taken place in a a compact amount of time? I mean, I think I find him attractive in this this show because he's a family man. Yeah, that's true. But that haircut is so... It's so funny how Zeitgeist it works. I just good think on it's... him too, though. And you I... know what? Here's another thing I'm going to say though: is that like, there's a, sh- a scene where he's being sold into slavery, mm-hmm. um, and he's shirtless, mm-hmm. and it's like I remember he was like in good shape, considered in good shape yeah. at the time, and like the way that men have like CGI ab problems now, like it's. He would, it's, they would not have that bod on screen now as like a great bod. I still think it's a, he looks great. What the people fail to understand is that the way that, uh, this sort of men's health bod, who, the fact that this is kind of, this is actually for the boys. Yeah. Like that is not what the girlies want. This is what peak performance looks like. That's not what the, the girls want though. Oh wait, no, no. Not the girls. You know what I mean? Sorry, the (laughs) <laughs> we might have a schism between the girls here because I no I was attractive s- in this no exactly that's what oh, I'm saying oh, oh I you're think saying the, like the weird like men's health magazine the like, current like look shredded look that like 
the boys are all like, that guy is just peak performance. It's like, okay. Mm, Sure. We don't super like that. (laughs) This seems ornamental in a way that I don't really, like, appreciate. Right. You know? Well, it's overkill. Yeah. Russell Crowe will do just fine. Yeah. Why don't we set the bar at Russell Crowe? That's you really know? a high bar, too, I think. It is a high bar. He's in, like, really good shape in this yeah. movie. Yeah, Um. Anyway. So no pressure, guys. Just look like Russell, Russell Crowe Crow in, in Gladiator. In the 2000 movie Gladiator. And stay that way for the rest of your life. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, a, it's a lower bar. If you bar. can't do that, try to be Kieran Hine. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, just sort of do that. Hope this helps. Exactly that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> B64 and Irish. Yeah. Or he's probably older than that. Girl. Yeah, probably in his 70s, I would imagine. Wow. Anyway, um, all that's ages not are beautiful. How Commodus uh, was killed in real life. He was actually strangled in the bathtub. Ew. Um, his downfall was that he kept a list of people he wanted to kill, and his mistress found it with her name at the top. Oh, no. <laughs> and set a little scheme in order. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's a shame for her. I know. Well, but she Girlie, got, you could she do got him killed. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. It was um, her goodbye Earl moment. I love this. <laughs> An early girl boss. Yep. Um, what do we want to watch next week? What do we say? We said a couple episodes of the horribly named, but maybe okay, show. Gaslit. But with Julia Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Where she's Martha Mitchell. Yeah. Our parents have watched it. But they watch Girl. everything. <laughs> so. They don't miss anything. They don't. That, uh, that's for sure. Um, anything you want to say before we close out about no, Gladiator? I'm so parched. All right. Well, y'all have a good week and watch Gaslit on Stars with us or don't. But we'll be back to talk about it. Bye. Bye. Bye.